and welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. My name is Chris Lucian and my co-host is Austin Chadwick. And today we're going to be talking about uh, red-green refactor versus refactor, red-green refactor. Um, and so uh, this has been um, kind of an interesting thing that I've noticed. Uh, you know, Austin, maybe what do you think? Do you, you want to talk about what it means to you? And then I can go into what it means to me. Yeah, I feel like this one might be like similar uh, other episodes we've done in the past where there's kind of this spectrum of practices. So, in, you know, as opposed to mobbing pattern practices, this is like uh, refactoring pattern practices. And I feel like there's a spectrum and a pendulum and there's different uses for different cases, at least I've seen in my in my experience. So the traditional red green refactor, I feel like is like, uh, you know, classic uh, test driven developments, uh, at least the uh, kind of like mini TDD loop or micro loop. Uh, I think I can post something in the show notes that talks about the different levels of TDD loops, like the micro, the macro, et cetera. But in the, at least in the micro uh, TDD loop, um, it's very uh, bottom up approach, um, way to discovery um, and design and refactoring. And so the first thing you do, the red, is you write a failing test. And this is a wonderful thing to do as a mob. Um, because it gets the mob on the same page of the intent of at least the navigator or uh, usually often the whole mob. And then it goes red. And so, uh, and then once it's red, then uh, to go green, you can hack together whatever code makes the code go green. So I think, guess we can think of a very simple example, like uh, uh, I'll set up a potential refactory in here, Chris, with a kata I know you've used several times with animals making different noises, right? You know, so, you know, it's a command line tool that will output uh, animal noises, for example. So you put in cat and it makes a meow sound or something, right? And so you hack whatever code is possible to make the test pass. And uh, so that goes red, green, and then you refactor. So the first loop might be, uh, uh, you know, just rename a couple variables because you're only doing one thing and then you go through the loop again, but this time you do a second animal behavior or you can go negative and be like, what if you put in a noun animal or a weird input and then you go red, make the test fail, make it pass and then refactor again. And as you go, you might refactor to more elegant designs, maybe even a design pattern of some kind. Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, uh, kind of my experience with red green refactor um, and as a mob it's pretty beautiful because uh, there's usually people in the mob with lots of refactoring experience and kind of get that different opinions shown out there and you try different ones until you get one that works so uh, yeah anything to add to red green refactor Chris maybe before you jump into the other thing you said that yeah. sounded like Dr. <laughs> Seuss <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean you know so um, I think the interpretation of that uh you know, and, and maybe one of the, the pitfalls that I think I find is that, um, uh, you know, especially when you come into code that has been tested, but hasn't been looked at in a long time, um, you may, you know, just make the next failing test and then you'll see lots of refactoring opportunities. Um, and, uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, let's just rename that while we're going forward or, or you know, and, and so there's like these small refactoring suggestions that actually distract from like the, um, that, that end goal of getting it green and then, and then refactoring afterwards. Um, and so, you know, I think that it, it's really interesting, you know, the effect of red green refactor uh, um, 
it, everybody kind of wants to jump at those refactorings like right in the middle. Uh, so I, I, you know, I often recommend like, okay, well, you know, um, write those down as you go, but don't bring them up until, uh, until you hit the green, um, and then come back to them during the refactoring step that, you know, kind of queuing up those changes. Um, and so, you know, that can really, uh, help in the process, um, cause the, the design morphs over time. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that in in a regular environment you know so, so like you'll work on katas right and kata is a really great red green refactor fits into a kata really well because um you start from a clean clean slate and you have context on the architecture each time um but i think what what uh some people that you know don't realize might be happening when they're doing katas and, and starting over over and over again is like is you know what does TDD look like in in, in an environment where um, you're bouncing between code bases and you know so you're working on uh, a multi-tier server client or or uh, microservice application, um, you know what uh, you know what what I think tends to happen is um, you know you try and fit into the existing framework to get that red green going and then and then refactoring um and that can uh lead to all sorts of complications like not really understanding uh the code as much as you know maybe refactoring beforehand would so so maybe that's that's kind of like where i see um katas going into production work uh have some pain points right nice yeah yeah, yeah. and i think I think maybe it's picking the right tool for the job. Like I really, like, I think what you said, like uh, just starting with red, green refractor is perfect for a kata. And I think it translates really nicely to uh, some projects that already have some nice architecture. So for example, uh, hey, we want to add a new page or a new component or a new backend serverless function. Um, you kind of can just start as if it were a kata because it's basically you're making a new leaf uh, in the node object graph of your app or your you know, system, right? And so uh, it can be tested independently as if from scratch, so to speak. And so I think it works really nicely there, but I think you make a really good point is that uh, the Dr. Seuss one, what is it, refactor? Red, green refactor? Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, cool. Is that if you come into say a maybe legacy, more legacy code base. Um, and I've been in some of these recently that have been around, you know, 20 years or something. And uh, maybe it's like spaghetti. Maybe it at least feels like spaghetti to you because you're not familiar with it. And um, I, I love the picture you painted where the, when, you, when people are tempted to refactor a ton and we're only like half a step into doing the first red, it's probably a sign that this is a good time to do a refactor, red green refactor instead of the normal one. Because there's, it's gonna, I think the, the cost you'll pay if you do the uh, red green refactor is that you're gonna have to do a lot of refactor and you're gonna make a lot of mess that you're gonna have to clean up right away, right? When people are already seeing that there's a better way to design this. So the this probably uh, stems back to some degree to, uh, Kent Beck's uh, make the change easy, then make the change, right? Um, yeah, I believe make, it was him. Make it easy to change, and then in parentheses, which is hard, which may be hard, 
and then make the easy change. Right? right, right, exactly, yeah. And so you're like, okay, it seems pretty clear that this team or this mob wants to refactor this first for probably for good reason. They're all feeling something in their gut that uh, something's off here. So then you make the, you do the refactoring first and then it should be easy to make the change, right? And I guess that's a test of your refactor you just did is, is the change you're about to make for the new feature you're working on just slides right in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and I, I think like kind of to add to that, I find that, um, you know, uh, consolidating branch, branching logic uh, and, and refactor, you know, so like, especially if you come into a code base that's fully tested, right? So if it's not fully tested, then you're gonna vice everything. Very similar to, you know, a, a vice that, that you use during woodworking, you vice the piece of wood and then you work on it. Um, you vice test your existing legacy code and then work yes. on it. Um, and then, uh, you know, at that point, you, you have a good opportunity to just refactor and refactor and refactor. And, and a few things that I think I look for, um, you know, especially if people are, are confused by the naming is just straighten out all of the naming, right? Um, and then, uh, you know, from there, uh, now that you've kind of looked at the names, you, you can kind of break things down. But I think like just eliminating branching logic in general, um, refactoring to design patterns that allow you to remove it, uh, kind of if statements can, can be really helpful uh, because then you have a framework for adding one more or one more or you know whatever new scenarios that you might come up with um, and, and a number of options. But I think, uh, you know, reducing, uh, renaming and reducing cyclomatic complexity can give you a really good picture of uh, what you need to operate on um, next to actually make the feature that you want to make. Um, it, you know, even if you don't really know or understand the code very much, it, it's, it's a very um, uh, enlightening process to just go through and say, you know, actually, I don't think this thing's really named as well as it could be uh, because this thing goes to that thing. Um, especially if there's like technical detail in the names uh, that exist in the code, that can also be a really good opportunity to, um, uh, to reduce technical detail in the names, but introduce that technical detail into the syntax, um, uh, or, or make it more obvious, um, then, then those things can be really good too. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I really like all that you said, and I like what you said about the vice tests and that's mm -hmm. my go-to, um, before making any changes at all, refactoring or uh, going red than green. Uh, but I will add the exception is uh, a couple exceptions maybe. One is um, uh, that's more of a growth area for me is kind of Arlo's uh, refactoring without tests kind of stuff. So if you can do provably safe refactorings, you don't necessarily need the vice test. So if it's like a you're in C sharp and it's demonstrably provably safe to rename something safely or extract the method, then you can do so. Um, and the other exception I had too, that has proved uh, pretty helpful in many scenarios. And I really like the terminology that uh, Andrew Hunt and Dave Thomas used in the book, The Program Pragmatic Programmer, is they had this analogy of tracer bullets. So if you're in the prototype phase for a piece of work where maybe the customer doesn't really know what they want and we, we're not quite sure how all the pieces of the system are gonna glue together. And what I've seen is where we, we will intentionally uh, red green refactor TDD, uh, but leave a little, quite a bit of mess just because we're trying to get one tracer bullet through the whole system to get 
to some stakeholders or customers to try it out with a feature flag or yeah, something, right? Absolutely. And so in those cases, I sometimes have to turn my refactor brain off at least a little bit because what we're trying to do is prove, is this thing even worth pursuing at all? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. And so a little bit of test help and a little bit of refactor help. But if you, if you go too gung-ho, you might be fully cleaning something that you're going to throw away in a week, right? <laughs> so. And, and, and I, I think I maintain the distinction there uh, between mm -hmm. a spike and, and yes. productionifying that right. spike. Yes. Um, and so, you know, some people do spikes without tests. Some, some people uh, do kind of what you're describing there, where it's just red, green, red, green, red, green, red, green, red, green, refactor. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I think both are, are appropriate, like depending on opportunity cost. But um, what, you, what you don't want is red, green, red, green, red, green, red, green, and then six months later, refactor, red, yes. green, <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah. I, you know, also when people come back into that code, they may, um, you know, that refactoring exercise when they come back in mm -hmm. um, can actually be very informative. But I think the drawback is um, that uh, the business doesn't get a sense of what it takes to properly finish the feature uh, from a, a time and budget and cost perspective. Yes. Um, and so it can be very dangerous to do, you know, 50 red greens and then, and then wait until the features touched again to do the first refactor that's very dangerous i think yeah um, for sure for sure yeah, yeah and, and and uh whenever i've done something like that i use the language of uh prototype you know yeah. or uh yeah what are, what's some of the other things uh non-production ready you know <laughs> kind of stuff yeah, yeah. yeah and uh yeah because what i find is that a little bit of uh, a moderate amount of tdd helps you not break yourself if your experiment's longer than a few days because you start breaking yeah. yourself after a while of notice um but uh, too much of it, it with prototype will lead to throwing away uh, code that's not used. So yeah, if you're truly experimenting. Cool. Yeah, anything uh, left to talk about before we close this one out, Chris? Uh, yeah, I just think that, um, you know, be aware of the scenario. Uh, and then also, I think, be aware of the impressions of the outside stakeholders as well. And, yeah. um, you know, if, if this is something that you're maintaining for a long time, lean into that, um, you know, keep it clean. Quality, high quality, um, you know, it's likely that the code you're working on now is going to last decades. So, uh, you know, I think in, in most cases, a lot of it does. And so, um, you know, even be nice to that person that works on it 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> be nice to your future self as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, yep. Right on. Well, what's your opinion, uh, audience, on uh, red, green, refactor and refactor, red, green, refactor? Uh, yeah, what's, what's your thoughts? When have you used either? Uh, when have you seen it not work well? When have you seen it work well? We love your comments in YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and more. Uh, but uh, until next time, uh, mob well and have a good one, everybody. Bye. Have a good one.